Thank you very much for coming. My name is Dina Schottenkirk. This is the Talk Popsy Project. Our topic is art as cognition. And your name is? Joan Salome Rodriguez. Wonderful. And, and your profession, may I ask? I'm an attorney. Great. Great. So the topic that we're asking everybody about, that we're working on now, is a general topic about, I call it art as cognition, but mm, maybe a lot of people don't think that that's quite right. Some people think it's not really about cognition, it's not really about understanding, that art's really about something else. What do you think it's about? It depends what you're steeped in, right? So for me, I majored in art history. Oh, did you? I did. Um, I've probably forgotten more than I ever knew, but you learn how to analyze artwork. And, um, a lot of my favorite stuff was medieval art. And, uh, and then I had to do a project, uh, a research project for the Chapel of Eleonora by Bronzino in Florence. And, um, that was actually an amazing project, and I had to redeem myself in this uh, professor's eyes because I had gotten pregnant during her last class <laughs> and didn't manage to do as well. I kept falling asleep, and I was just miserable. But so what do you think medieval art's about? Why do you <sighs> like it now? Do you think that what you get out of it is different than what they got out of it? Mm. <sighs> what did I get out of it? I... I think I liked the whole medieval period, the mystery of it. It's almost like a lost, a lost, um, lost centuries. You yeah. know, if you if you start from sort of the fall of the Roman Empire and you're looking at um, the Celts and that Celtic art and the Lindisfarne uh, Bibles, and it was just that mystery of these monasteries that were preserving knowledge yes while the rest of the world was just a hellhole exactly was yeah. you know falling into disarray in some ways other than the nobles very much like today yeah <laughs> um interestingly enough yeah um you know where you had this huge wealth gap yes um and there were the keepers of knowledge and then there were the uh uh, even even the rich were just not that educated, you know. Some were, but mostly it was the religious who were educated. Um, and so uh, I think I was fascinated with the mystery of it. Um, it was it's a very otherworldly. It is, and it's, it's dehumanizing, art. right? Oh, so there's this. I didn't think about that. There's this flatness. <clears throat> um, you know, the, the perspective was not part of it. Um, Everything was pushed forward. If you ever look at like these, the old medieval, the panels and yes. everything, they are, they're flat. Yes. There isn't perspective in it. Um, That's a very Renaissance thing, of course, right? Right. <clears throat> exactly. Yes, yeah. And so then, then you yeah. step into this world of Bronzino and the Chapel of Eleonora. And, you know, he's uh, sort of at, not after Michelangelo, but right right there yes. it's mannerism so it's right after the yeah, it's right after renaissance, renaissance. Mm -hmm. and um what was fascinating and what maybe i hadn't really grasped until i did this project was how much the visual art was driven by the literature of the time 
the philosophy of the time and um, and the religion of the time. Yes. And so this whole um, we had to uh, analyze the uh, whole program of the chapel. And fortunately, I was taking religion at that time, and I was taking yeah. history at that time, and I was taking philosophy at that time. And so I was able to, um, congeal's the wrong word, but combine yeah. and see, when I was looking at the images, see that program drawing on all these different disciplines. And um, it was so much you, richer think, i think it was much richer yeah. than than the modern <clears throat> art of today I, I guess i'm a representationalist yeah yeah much more i i appreciate looking <clears throat> at something when i know what it is even when it's graffiti um yeah i don't like scrolls but i yeah. do love color and, <laughs> you know. do you think joan this this uh story that you're saying is true about Medieval art being so reflective and so much a part of a larger unit, right? I think that's right. That the philosophy and the and the the politics and mm -hmm. and the literature and well, all of certainly that. Certainly, when you step into the Renaissance, yeah. You know, once yeah. you're with the Medici, it's, yes, it's um, all kind of synced together in little units. Then, do you think that that's true today? Do you think that art? To, I mean, it's maybe hard for us to see, right, our own time period. Mm -hmm. But do you think the art today is as reflective of other parts of the zeitgeist? Um, <clears throat> yes and no, right? It depends who's doing it, right? If, if we were going to consider um, Jackson Pollock art of today, I would have to say, I don't understand it, right? Yeah. I don't understand it. But if we were to look at, let's say, graffiti... Yes. Um, if we look at um, photography um, and um, just other forms of art, right? Yeah, even, even if we start looking yeah. at YouTube videos or it's social just, media, so which is also to, yeah, an yeah, art, yeah. right? And yes, that's part certainly art, reflective yeah. of today. And, and yeah, I think there's probably, they're all part of a, of a sort of seamless whole in a certain way, right? But, but, to go back to the medieval stuff, because that is interesting and few people really, medievalists are, are not a common breed. I happen to know several, but they are not a common breed, right? right? right. And um, right. and I like that too, right? That that period, right? So can you talk a little bit about what you talked about before, about the, the mystery and the otherworldness of medieval art? Right. Well, I think that medieval art, in the way that it dehumanized the human form, both the human form um, and um, the backgrounds, you know, uh, the setting that they put these people in. Um, so when you say dehumanized, what do you mean by that? It wasn't realistic. It wasn't like oh, they were uh -huh. looking for, you know, Michelangelo's David at all. And, and it had to be purposeful because they were incredibly talented. And I'm sure yeah. that they could have done a David, but they didn't. They yeah, so why? To. So what, what, they were trying to get to something else was the point? Mm, sure. Mm. I mean, th think about the religion there. It wasn't, you know, your life now isn't what matters. It's all about the afterlife. Accept yeah. what you're living now. Um, I mean, think about how how the church, the church was very wealthy, right? Yes. But there were all the peasants who, the serfs, basically tied to the land, right? But you had to keep them in line, 
How do you keep yeah. them in line by dehumanizing them, right? By, by making them, um, accept that it's all about the afterlife. Your suffering today earns you your, your place in heaven. Yeah. And for all those rich people who weren't suffering today, they could buy their way into heaven, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> indulgences. With the indulgences, exactly. Yes. And so I think it was purposefully dehumanizing. So, all right. So it seems to me that this, that what you're saying there is that it was dehumanizing almost for a political, economic, social reason. Absolutely, right? not religious. Yes, and you right? didn't have you didn't have a right. literate a literate working class. Right. They were going to the church, <clears throat> and what yeah. were they able to see? And what you know, what did they understand of the Latin? They probably spoke a vernacular. Yeah, totally. the mass was in yeah. Latin, right? And so it was the images that were telling the story of their suffering, of how they're going to go to hell yeah. or, you know, whatever it was. Um, so the body, right? So the body doesn't come in as a body <clears throat> until Jato, right? right? I mean, that's really the, mm -hmm. that's really the beginning of Western art, I think, right? right. Jato. Right. Uh, and I always use that Jato image because to me it seems like zero on the number line, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of where we begin. But, but in medieval times, the body was eviscerated almost right yes negated 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 right mm -hmm. it, it didn't really exist his lines and planes yeah it didn't right? really exist and so so it was a way and nor to, did the setting that it was in yeah the, that flattening of the setting of the setting yeah made everything that was surrounding you irrelevant it's all about yeah. it's all yeah, about it was the reward irrelevant. okay so i'm gonna try I'm, all right so this is the word that keeps popping into my head and i'm trying to sort it out is sensuous Right. So the sensuousness of the body was gone. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. The sensuousness of the physical world was gone. Yes. Right? And yet medieval art is so sensuous. Okay. Right. Okay. okay so, so that's what I'm trying so to figure I'm, out. I'm thinking I'm thinking in terms of the religious artwork was this dehumanizing thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but if you look at those Bibles, those wonderful you know, illustrated, the the, yeah, yeah, those, those Bibles. Now, of course, the, the work in those was not, there were little figures and little gargoyles and all these little things hidden in the curly cues and, and, yeah. you know, these, this beautiful, um, uh, lettering that was done. Um, but even that, if you think about it, was no more human than, say, the sculptural work or the, 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 um, uh, the triptychs, yeah. right? Those triptychs on on on. But wood. sometimes those triptychs on wood, right? I'm I'm thinking of the 1300s, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of what I have in my head, right? That's sort Cree, of where you're just right, starting right, to right, transition right, right. into the Renaissance, yeah, right? Because right. we don't have a lot. Do we have anything? Any images? Flat images from like 900, a thousand? I haven't ever seen any. No, so. we probably just have it in the churches, right? Yeah, we would have some. Yeah, we would have it in the churches and sculptures. Yeah, but all right. So if, if they've just, even survived, like say yeah, World see, War II, they were so much destroyed, yeah. right? But at some point, we did have it. World War II didn't always exist, and yeah. so you know there are images of those things. Yeah. But that flowering came. Um, it was fourteen twenty? Wasn't the Renaissance? Wasn't that? It like starts. The height? It starts yeah, right yeah. in the beginning of the thirteen hundreds, yeah. and and with the rise of these. Uh, more a more urban setting, a more educated populace. Um, and after the, the merchant plague, class, the merchant not class, unimportant, right? After the, the plague, I mean, that was what consolidated the wealth, right? <clears throat> right. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, um, um, very a very different way of looking at the world suddenly. But all right. So this is what maybe you just don't agree with me. Right. But what I was trying to get at was it seems to me that a lot of that medieval work, statues and then sort of late medieval, right, Mm pre-Renaissance, right, paintings, right, are still very, very sensuous. Right. You can still. They're tactile. Tactile, right? Maybe that's, that's the better that's word. That's more like it. Yes, Maybe I that's wouldn't the call it word. sensuous, but tactile certainly with the gold leaf and the intense colors. Yes. And I the mean, intense colors are like, yeah, yeah. So, so there's all of that, but not sensuous in the way that you would look at Renaissance art or mannerism. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not the same yeah. Way. But the difference, I think, is not the formal qualities of the thing as much as it is. After medieval stuff, the sensuousness was located in the representation of sensuous bodies, right? Bodies and settings, too, right? Because right? now you the have lushness. perspective. Yes. Yeah, now you yeah. have perspective. Now it's like, um, now you have your Mona Lisa sitting, yeah. um, you know, in front of this beautiful setting behind her. Yeah. Um, and so, so it seems that what you think is that in the medieval stuff, which... You like, right? Mm, I do I like, like it. it, right? Yeah. Uh, and but you like it despite the fact that, in your words, it was dehumanizing, right? But so, why do you like it? Because I felt like there was such mystery behind it. There was mystery, but like now, when I was in college, I'm not sure I thought about it the same way. I liked it because I I like a human mystery, right? I love. Um, looking at uh, the art and art, the the stonework in Bolivia and Peru, um, I love looking at this amazing, this amazing work of human hands that is still a mystery to us. Stonehenge is still a mystery to us. Um, you know, do they even know when oh, it was see. built? And so it's the mystery You're behind it. I feel like it's a sociological lost... mystery in some ways, yes. right? I see. So you're not talking about the aesthetic reference of mm-hmm. the work as much as the sociological, what was that world like that produced this? Yes. yes. I see. And before my knee went bad, I always thought I should have been born then. But yeah. <laughs> then when my knee went bad, I said, no, no, no I shouldn't have been born then. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. So the mystery isn't the mystery of the other world that the medieval art was pointing to. The mystery is what kind of world produced Did, that kind of art. Exactly. I exactly. See. I see. And now after all these years, I can see what kind of world would have produced so that what kind, kind of, of world, world do you think so again you think it's political i think it was very much political and uh-huh. economic and you know keeping people in their place and you know um this this uh uh the political power using the church and the church using the political powers that be to keep the workforce in its place uh-huh. Right. Um, and they used each other. Right. Because you had the king who was saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anointed by God. Right. And if the if the bishop or the pope said yes, or however many popes there were, depending on when you're talking yeah, about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. But if the bishop or the pope said, yes, you are the anointed, then n- now you have the church's imprimatur sitting on top of this, you know, royalty and everybody else there to serve you know or of course there was like the knight class the the noble class but that whole thing was supported by how many people who were working the fields and living in hovels 
basically. Like, what were they getting out of it? And so it wasn't until this urbanization uh-huh. and this merchant class arose. After the plague. After the plague. Yeah. That you start to see a different look. And, and I'm sh- there were still people, I'm sure, living in abject par- poverty then, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wasn't the Medici's. Yeah, but um, but you had you had fewer people. There was a middle to, class to divide the goods up. Right. So I think that because something like a third died during the Black mm-hmm. Plague. Right. So yeah, fewer right. people, more wealth. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fewer people, more wealth, spread out more, yeah. and people seeing themselves as human as not necessarily they were certainly questioning. The church. There was lots of things they were questioning then, right? They mm. they they might not have questioned the church out loud, right? Didn't Galileo not? Uh, um, oh, he didn't even oh, say that the so world. You're seeing. Okay, so you're seeing the a rise of science too, right? So you're seeing the Renaissance and the sensuousness and the body emphasis in in the Renaissance as a repudiation of the politics of dominance that the church had yes. prior that medieval art represents. Yes. Is that, I yes. see the story that but you're the telling. But the church was still incredibly powerful and a, a, a huge amount, other than the portraiture really in the Renaissance, uh-huh. a huge amount of that work was not secular. Unless you go to the Dutch artists, yeah. they did a lot of secular it was, it's art. true. Northern Europe was very secular. Right. But right. they were also breaking away from the Roman Catholic Church. That's true. Right. So, you know, you've got Martin Slowly. Luther and you've got whatever is yeah. going on in the north, in the Netherlands, everything yeah. is changing up there. So you have a lot more secular art there. Um, and and this playing with light and and... Uh, Rubens and you have a whole different look there but certainly in Italy the artwork was still it was either religious art or portraiture very little secular art yes they they still were beholden to the church right Um, still tithing still you know it wasn't like they had broken away completely but there was definitely yeah you don't uh, have the Holbeins and people like that Yes, yeah, and yeah. You, but you had this far more educated class, and yeah. there was definitely, you know, you have a Leonardo da Vinci who's studying the body, who's studying flight, who's studying all of these things that I don't know how the church looked on all of that, honestly, huh. right? Huh. Uh, this this educating. That's really interesting. That's really interesting, John. That's very interesting. So you're giving an incredibly economic, political. Well, really economic. I mean, not Marxist, but you're definitely seeing the motivating structure of the world being economic and everything else is built on top of that. Well, right? it, yeah, it's the economy, stupid, right? Yeah, right. It's the, <laughs> money, say, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everybody's self-interest. Yeah. Right. And and now now what is everybody so afraid of? They're afraid of socialism right yeah. here. Anyway, they're, yeah. they're all afraid of socialism, you know, because it's a, a failed experiment in other places, supposedly. But it's not really because America's never going to be a fully socialist country. But there are socialist programs in all of the developed countries of the world that work. Europe, yeah. Right, in Europe all over. They work. In Sweden, they work. Um, uh, If we just turn to healthcare, right, how people... People are very attached to their social security, right? You don't want to see your social security go away. What kind of program do you think that is, if not a socialist program? Yes. Like what? What supports socialist programs? Taxes, Taxes. support socialist programs. Yeah. And so we have this whole divide of oh, I don't want to pay more taxes. Well, guess what? Then you're going to have less 
benefits, right? You're right, gonna you're right. gonna have less programs. Right, right. You're gonna have it's, to pay somebody to pick up your garbage, have, right, you're, and your police force is gonna be too small, yeah. and you're gonna have to have a volunteer fire department. Um, you know, but going back to art, think about um, that that very propagandist art in Russia, right? It was almost that same Social medieval realism. look. It was that same yes, medieval it, look. The, those lines and angles and somewhat dehumanizing of the human form. You know, that's because, true. I wish I would have talked to you years ago because I used to do reviews for Art Forum and there was an exhibition of that at PS1 that I had to write about. Uh-huh. And you're right. It was a kind of similar denial of the vibrancy of the physical body right. in that stuff. Because you had to suck it up. You know, it was like, suck you're, it up. You're working yeah. for the good of the country, you know, whatever. And you don't count as an individual. <coughs> that was sort of exactly. the overarching. And you're right. That's a similar to the medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't really count. Right. You know, but you can have a combination of the two. But that was communism. That's different yeah. from socialism. Totally different, right. Yeah. And, and I'm not even advocating full socialism, but there are socialist programs that are yeah. good. I don't know what people think public school is. Mm. Socialist program, right? And do you think security? Socialist program. Out of curiosity, right? If we, hmm, because I don't see this. This is what I'm asking. So I don't see the art that's emanating from Europe, socialized capitalist countries, right, Mm -hmm. being that different than the art that emanates from us. Like, you would think that if one, right, if you would think that if the art is really reflective of the economic conditions in the society, mm-hmm. right, or at least a consequence of that, that you'd see com- some kind of change. But maybe there hasn't been enough time. Maybe, well, A, maybe you know? there hasn't been enough time, and B, now we're in the world of social media. We are not in a small world anymore. So yeah. artists in Europe are going to be um, affected by what they see all over the world. Yeah. And, and I think that what you'll, you won't at, see such yeah. differences in the art world anymore. Yeah. I think that and, you'll, you'll see this still, blending of everything. It's money. The art world is always about money, right? right. And so, and it's driven a lot by the money here. Right. I mean, my so. mother was an artist and a sculptor, but she yeah. was representational. My, yeah. my cousin, Jack Faragasso, is like 91 years old, still going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he also representational, but he also, he made money at it. He did yeah. book covers and he did comic book covers. And yeah, it's a very, did, you know, money and arts is like a whole other, mm-hmm. whole deep conversation, right? But, right. But the story that you've given is, let me just give it back to you and make sure that I've got it right. The story that you've given <coughs> is super interesting because usually, right, I think medieval art is thought of as, yes, reflective of the religion, but reflective of a point of view that is primarily religious. Your point is that that religious point of view that was reflective in medieval art was essentially the tool, the hammer that was used in order to implement the kind of economic forces that were already in existence. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Really and I'm a good Catholic, mind you. No, no, that's, that's very cool. <laughs> you know, they think and the then, church has changed substantially. Mm-hmm. Now the church is about social justice, right? Yeah, it's very right? true. But importantly then, Renaissance art wasn't, as the story is usually told, about the innovations that happened because of perspective or all of, or science or all of that. But the difference in Renaissance art was mostly driven by an increase in wealth, an increase in wealth, 
a decrease then in the power of the church because you have an yes. increase in secular wealth, so you have a decrease in the power of the church, yes. right? Consequent to that, you have a lack of emphasis on the afterlife because the church no longer needs or is no longer able to push that story forward as much as before. So then you have this birth, right? Not a bad yes. word. This birth of the body mm-hmm. in Renaissance art. But the birth of the body is just kind of the 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 result of a whole chain of causes before it. Right, but right? it's also, they call it the Renaissance, right? Because it's a rebirth. Naissance, yeah. you know, naissance is to be yeah, born, yeah, yeah. right? So it's the rebirth. It isn't as though they did not know in medieval times about Greek art or the Roman Empire. They did. All of those images, all of that imagery was there. Very sensuous imagery. Right. And yeah. it was there. It was yeah. there for them to see. And there are the old, um, I mean, I'm sort of thinking Justinian, that's already the church. It's a very early church. But Constantinople, that Byzantine art is also yeah. this very angular. Um, very flat. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you saw more perspective there and and if you look at like the roman um the the uh the tile work that you see in the baths and all of those things all of those things were there for them to see it's not like the artists couldn't do it or didn't know about it yeah they chose not to do it that's really interesting and who was paying for their art yeah the church was paying for their art right interesting point so there was a way it had to look and i think that that was a deliberate choice because they could have uh, yes. chosen to do a David. The 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 examples were there all over the place. Yeah, that's a very good point because that stuff, you're right. It wasn't like it was buried someplace and then right. had to be discovered later. You're right. It was there. Rome was there. Right, you know? right, right. But they decided to do this other Thing. story. Exactly. Right? And this other story was essentially economic and political. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. This was incredibly interesting. I'll never look... I'm sorry. I was totally unprepared. No, you were not. Uh, The next time I go up to um, the cloisters... Oh, my God. I love the cloisters. Yes. The next time I go up to the cloisters, when it ever opens again... Right. right, I will look at... I think it's opening. Is it open? I think it's opening. I will look at it very differently. Okay. Well, good. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Okay. This was fun. Thank you, Dana. Good.